Hello and welcome to Mr. President from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. By transcription. If she falls in love with some rapscallion at that ball, I shall hold you responsible and the French embassy, even if it leads to war between France and America. Mr. President, starring Edward Arnold and written by Gene Holloway. <laughs> Mr. President, at home in the White House, the elected leader of our people, our fellow citizen and neighbor, these are little-known stories of the men who've lived in the White House dramatic, exciting events in their lives that you and I so rarely hear. True human stories of Mr. President. We'll bring you Edward Arnold as Mr. President in just a moment, but first let's get a little philosophical on the subject of character in our presidents. And you know, all American boys, little girls too perhaps, grow up with the idea that they might be president someday. Why not? Our presidents have come from every environment. Rich and aristocratic like Washington, poor and self-educated like Lincoln. They've been lawyers and farmers, warriors and school teachers. Teddy Roosevelt was bluff and hearty. Wilson was a quiet, scholarly type. But what one quality did they have that made them presidential material? Personality? Yes. A sense of responsibility? Well, certainly in a time of emergency, the country needed a man who could step in and assume leadership. Well, let's learn more about it by listening to today's story of Mr. President and see if you can name the president on whom this episode is based. Here's a story that happened in Washington a few years ago. Listen closely and see if you can tell who the president was. Father, how do you feel? Mm. Oh, it's you, Maria. I feel a little better, thank you. Father, I've been for a ride, and the countryside is beautiful this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a new dress? You are feeling better. Do you like it? Oh, turn around. Mm-hmm, yes, I like it very much indeed. Isn't it rather advanced for a child of your age? 
Advanced? I'm 16. Are you really? It hardly seems a day since you were 12. Father, I'm going to have my dinner served up here with yours. It has to be early, though, because I'm going to a ball. You're going to a ball? Well, yes, Father. Did your mother say you could go to a ball? Of course. She had a new gown made for me to wear. Well, she didn't say anything to me about it. Oh, didn't she? Hmm. Oh, well, probably that's because you've been so busy and... Well, you haven't been feeling well. Maria, perhaps you'd better ask your mother to come and talk to me for a few moments. Well, Father, you aren't going to say I can't go. Just ask your mother to come to me, please, Maria. Yes, Father. Elizabeth, are you permitting Maria to attend the ball? Yes, my dear. You didn't consult me in this matter? Well, it never occurred to me that you would want to be consulted. It never occurred to you that I would want to be consulted? No, dear. After all, you have so many problems running the country. I always have time for my family, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Maria's still a baby. Well, she's 16. And you and Maria both say that as though it were 60. <laughs> well, you'd hardly expect her to wait to go to a ball until she was 60. I do not consider this a matter for levity, Elizabeth. Yes, Mr. President. Who is accompanying Maria to this ball? Are you? No. Her sister's going. If Eliza is going, she and her husband can well represent the family. Well, Maria can have a sudden indisposition. No, I'm not going to let you do that. Well, the child has been counting on this for weeks. And she has the loveliest dress you've ever seen. And suppose Maria meets some young man at this ball? I expect her to meet a great many. Suppose she falls in love with one of them. Oh, my dear, I hardly think she'll do that so quickly. You can't tell. I had no idea she'd be going to a ball so quickly. I don't know why it is that I can't get sick for a few days without having complete chaos develop around me. Has Maria an escort to the ball? Yes. Well, now, you see, already she's going out with young gentlemen. You won't have any objections to this young gentleman. It's Sam Gouverneur, your own private secretary. Hmm? Oh, really? Well, well... I must say it's very nice of Sam to bother with a young girl like Maria. What other young scallywags will be at the ball? Oh, my dear, I just don't know. I didn't ask to see a guest list. I'm sure they will all be from the best families. Well, you haven't left me much choice. I suppose I shall have to let her go, but if anything happens at that ball, the consequences will be on your head. Yes, dear. They usually are. You say Eliza and George are chaperoning her? Yes, dear. Then will you please ask Eliza to come to me? Yes, dear. Of course I will. Thank you. Now, Eliza, I don't want you to let your sister out of your sight for one moment tonight. Oh, Father, don't carry on. Maria's going to be all right. Maria has no business even going out tonight. She's still a little girl. I don't know what this younger generation is coming to. Maria isn't doing anything different than Mother did. She went to balls when she was 16. Well, that was different. Why was it different? Your mother wasn't my daughter. <laughs> oh, I see. Now, Eliza, I want you to remember that your sister's reputation is in your hands. What do you think Maria's going to do at this ball? I don't know. That's exactly what's worrying me. I wish I was able to go myself. Maybe I should go. Oh, no, Father. Uh, you stay in bed and rest. I'll watch Maria. Don't you let her do one bit of flirting. See that she keeps her eyes lowered. Yes, Father, I'll do my best. <laughs> 
Now tell Maria to come to me as soon as she's dressed. I'm ready, Father. My child. Do you like me? Do you know the first time I accompanied your mother to a ball, she had a dress the same shade of blue? And when I looked at her, I thought, I, I thought, isn't that dress a little too low? But it's the fashion. Well, I think you better wear a shawl. Oh, no, I can't, Father. It would spoil the dress. But there's not enough of that dress. What holds it up? I do. I still say there's not enough of that dress. There is just as much of this dress as there is of Eliza's dress. Eliza is older. What does that have to do with it? Well, older girls wear different types of clothes than children. Father, do I look like a child tonight? No, you certainly don't. <laughs> and that's the whole trouble. Oh, Father, don't spoil things for me. It's my first important ball and my first really grown-up dress and my first big evening. Oh, please, Father, I've been dreaming of this evening for years. I don't want to spoil it for you. I just want to be sure that... Well, I suppose fathers are foolish at that. But when it comes to a man's own daughter, well, what's done is done and can't be undone. You're going to the ball. So perhaps we should speak of some more important things. Now, Maria. Yes, Father? Uh, you have reached an age where you must be aware of uh, <coughs> certain things. Particularly if you're going to run about uh, looking the way you look tonight. Yes, Father. Regarding young gentlemen, you must treat young gentlemen with politeness but with distance. Keep your conversation on impersonal levels. Discuss the weather, discuss the punch, discuss the refreshments, but never discuss religion or politics or the business of your neighbors. Learn to listen and to hold your tongue. And listen well, Maria, as though the young man at your side has the wisdom of Solomon. Yes, Father. Permit no familiarities in conduct or in speech. For as long as you show by your manner that you expect respect, you will get it. Have you a fan? Well, yes, here it is. Good. A fan can serve many purposes besides cooling a lady's brow. It can cover a yawn. It can hide an expression. It can, if the need should arise, even block a kiss. I'll remember. <laughs> and if the evening grows dull, and so many such evenings can, then remember to smile and keep smiling, and you will be the brightness that illuminates the evening and the memory that each guest will take home. Yes, Father. Now then, give me a kiss and run along. I'm sure you won't remember a thing I've said, but I've done my duty. Good night, Father, and thank you. I shall tell you all about it tomorrow. She's beautiful, isn't she? You know, she looked so much like you when she came in that door that it took my breath away. But we've lost her. You know that, don't you? You can't keep them from growing up, my dear. Oh, I know, I know. But mind you, if she falls in love with some rapscallion at that ball, I shall hold you responsible. And the French embassy, even if it leads to war between France and America. My dear, you mustn't worry so much about things that no one can control. Oh, she's young. She's so young. 
Are you enjoying yourself, Maria? Oh, Sam, I've never had such fun. <laughs> I wonder where Eliza and her husband disappeared to. Oh, they're over there dancing. Oh. Ooh, it's so warm, isn't it? Well, let's go out on the porch for a moment and cool off. All right. It's a beautiful night, isn't it? Yes. You know, I believe if I... If I stood on tiptoe, I could almost touch those stars. Shall I climb the tree and try to get your hand? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd rather look at them where they are. <laughs> Maria, you're different tonight. I've known you for... Oh, I can't even remember how many years. But you're different tonight. It's because I've grown up. Yes. Yes, you have grown up. Maria, when you were 11, you asked me to marry you. Remember? <laughs> of course I do. You were the first man I ever proposed to. The first? You mean there were others? Dozens. There was the son of the baker in Richmond, and, uh, oh, there was a delivery boy at home, and there was the minister, and, my goodness, I can't even begin to remember them all. <laughs> do you remember what I said when you asked me? I certainly do. You said, I'm never going to get married. I don't like girls. Well, I've changed since then. Have you? If you asked me again, I'd say something altogether different. Well, young ladies of uh, my age don't propose to young gentlemen of yours. Well, that can be remedied. Oh. Oh, Maria. Sam. Do, do you know... That, that's the first time anyone ever kissed me. Mm. Do you know... To me, that seemed like the first time I'd ever kissed anyone. Oh, Sam! What is it? I promised Father not to leave Eliza's sight for a moment, and I forgot all about it. Oh... As a matter of fact, I'm afraid I forgot everything Father said. Well, as Father would say, what's done is done. I might as well toss this in the bushes. Maria, why are you throwing your fan away? I don't need a fan this evening, Sam. Is that you, Maria? Yes, Father, it's me. Where's your sister? Oh, she dropped her glove in the carriage. Oh. She and George are hunting for it. Mm -hmm. Did you have a pleasant evening? I had a wonderful evening. Well, tell me about it. It was wonderful. Yes, that's what you said. Simply wonderful. How was the orchestra? Wonderful. And the ambassador and his family? Wonderful. And the punch? Never mind, I know the answer. The punch was wonderful. Everything was wonderful. Father, you'll never guess what's happened. I've fallen in love. You've what? I've fallen in love. Isn't that wonderful, Father? Isn't that wonderful? Eliza? Elizabeth? George? Elizabeth! Come downstairs this moment and see what you've done. Elizabeth! Come and see what you've done. In just a moment, we'll come back to Edward Arnold and Mr. President. The better we produce, the better we live. 
That's always been the basis of the American economic system, the reason our people have always worked so hard in their jobs and businesses. However, our economic system has been the subject of many attacks lately by other countries. Now, some people fail to realize the exaggeration of this propaganda. They tend to quickly forget the vast benefits America's economic system has brought them. That's why each of us should make it his duty to understand this system. Now, let's not be misled. Let's learn the truth about our economic system. Write for the free booklet, The Miracle of America, which explains clearly and simply how by working together, a still better living can be had for all. Address Box 10 Times Square Station, New York City, and ask for your copy. Now, it's our job as Americans to know these facts. And now, back to Edward Arnold and Mr. President. Have you guessed who the president was when all this happened? It really did happen, so listen closely. Have some more coffee, dear. No, thank you, Elizabeth. May I pass you the toast, Father? No, thank you, Eliza. How about the eggs, Father? No, thank you, George. But you haven't eaten a thing. And the doctor said you must. I'm not hungry. Now, really, Father, it isn't Mother's fault. Or my fault or George's fault. You didn't carry on like this when Eliza fell in love with me. Oh, yes, he did. Precisely the same way. Why isn't Maria down to breakfast? Oh, she'll be down presently. Thought I'd let her sleep this morning. Father, you should have seen her last night. She was having such a wonderful time. Yes, so I've gathered, Eliza. I knew this would happen. I told you all if she went to that ball, something like this would happen. Well, keeping her home from a ball wouldn't stop her from falling in love. She could meet someone on the street and fall in love with him. That's perfectly ridiculous, and you know it. Besides, I don't know why you're taking it so seriously. All young girls fall in and out of love a half a dozen times before it's serious. <laughs> Not my daughters. Eliza, who did uh, uh, Maria fall in love with? Didn't she tell you? No, she didn't tell me. If she had told me, I wouldn't be asking about it. All she would say to me, he was wonderful. <laughs> Well, she certainly didn't tell me. No, she didn't tell you, eh? Well, you have eyes, haven't you? Who did she dance with? Practically everyone at the ball. She was the belle of the evening. Did she tell you, Elizabeth? No, she didn't, dear. Why not? I didn't ask her. You didn't ask her? May I ask why you didn't ask her? Well, I'm sure that when Maria is ready to tell me, she'll tell me, if there's anything to tell. In the meantime, I think this is all a great deal of nonsense, and I absolutely refuse to take it seriously. Well, she may be all over it this morning. Good morning, everyone. Isn't it a wonderful morning? Oh, yeah, she's over it all right. <laughs> Sit down, dear. I'll fix a plate for you. Oh, just a little. I'm not very hungry. What's the matter? Have you got a stomachache? No, thank you, Father. Maria, would you mind uh, looking at us just once as though you saw us? I see you, Father. <clears throat> Maria. Would you mind telling us who the gentleman is who has caused this rhapsodic detachment from this entire planet that you are indulging in? Well, what did you say, Father? I said, who is the man? What man? I give up. I absolutely give up. Elizabeth, you handle her. Good morning, Mr. President. Good morning, Sam. Come into my office. I want to talk to you. Yes, sir. Sam, I am simply beside myself. 
Perhaps you can help me. Yes, sir. What happened at that ball last night? Sir? Maria is, is behaving as though she had taken leave of her senses. She is? Yes, yeah, she says she's in love. She does? Oh, that's wonderful. Now, don't you start that. I, I hoped she'd care, sir. But I wasn't really sure. You know how girls are. You hoped she cared? Sam, do you mean to tell me that you, that she, that you, that she... Oh, no! Uh, Mr. President, I would like to request the honor of your daughter's hand in marriage. Get out of here! Get out? That's what I said, get out! You think that all this time that you have worked for me, I have harbored a viper in my bosom? Mr. President, I've fallen in love with your daughter. Well, I... you could fall right out of love with my daughter. You're talking like a fool. And so is Maria. Sir, I can't allow you to refer to your daughter in those terms. You can't allow me to refer to my daughter in those terms? And furthermore, Maria is your cousin. Well, she's a distant cousin. Close or distant, I don't want to hear any more about it. The subject is closed. You're dismissed until further notice from my employer. Yes, Mr. President. Good day, sir. Father, I wanted to ask you... Oh, good morning, Sam. Good morning, Maria. I... Uh... I, I was just leaving. Oh, is Father sending you on an errand? No, I've dismissed Sam Maria. What? Now, Maria, I don't want to discuss it anymore right now. You're still a little girl, and you will simply have to trust me to know what's best for you. Your father is angry about us, Maria. But, Father, we're in love. Maria, you're entirely too young for any such foolishness. That's not very fair of you, Father. You will thank me for it someday. I won't thank you for it. You're ruining my whole life. Oh, Father, you can't govern how people think and how they feel, even if you are the President of the United States. Maria! I love Sam, and he loves me, and, and you can't change that even with an act of Congress. I'll see what you've started. Mr. President, if you'd only try to understand... Sam, I understand this. I love my daughter. Her happiness is more important than anything in the world to me. She's not old enough yet to know what she's doing. And I do not intend to let her throw her life away before she does know. The two of you spend one evening together at a ball. And you come home and expect me to sanction a marriage. Well, it takes more of a foundation than that for a happy marriage, Sam. I do love her, sir. It didn't just happen last night. I think I've loved her for a long, long time. I just became aware of it last night. Then wait. Wait until she's old enough to know what she's doing. I'm sorry I lost my temper with you. I can't blame you for loving her. I'd like you to stay if I... if I can put you on your honor as far as Maria is concerned for the time being. I'd rather stay on your terms than not see her at all. All right, then. We'll say no more about it. Let's go to work. <laughs> Isn't Maria coming to dinner? I'm afraid not, dear. She locked herself in her room. She's been crying all afternoon. I see, I see. You haven't touched a thing on your plate, Elizabeth. Well, I, I just don't seem to be very hungry. Aren't you hungry either, Eliza? No, Father. George? I had a big luncheon. I see. Obviously, you're all upset about Maria. I keep thinking back to the days when you and I wanted to get married, dear. You know how my family felt about you. My father didn't feel that... Your you... father was a narrow-minded man who couldn't see the end of his nose. He said that you were marrying beneath you and that I had no future. 
And that... And that I was too young to know what I was doing. That is completely beside the point, and you know it. But, my dear, when young people fall in love, logic has very little to do with their emotions. They're in love. And whether there's any rhyme or reason to it, there it is. My father said I shouldn't marry you. But I married you all the same. And in all these years, I've never once been sorry. Excuse me. I don't seem to have any appetite either. Aren't you going to eat any dinner? I just couldn't. Oh, Maria, I didn't... Well, I don't mean to be hard-hearted or unreasonable about Sam. I suppose I've seemed that way the past few days, but don't you see, to me it's hardly been a moment since you were playing with dolls. And to suddenly see you a woman grown and, and then to hear you say you were in love with it all came so fast, I wasn't ready for it. I know. Father, I... I don't want to make you unhappy or... or to worry you. I... I know how many problems you have right now with... with Congress and everybody. But I'm so unhappy, I just want to die. Now, 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 wait a moment, wait a moment. Nobody ever really died of love that I know of, Maria. And I'd hate to see anything like that happen to a member of my family. So suppose you wash your face and put on your prettiest dress and come down in the study. Oh, no, Father. I'd much rather stay up. No, Maria. I want you to fix yourself up and come downstairs. I'll wait for you in the study. child, come in. Maria, Sam has just asked me again for your hand in marriage, and since it seems to be the thing that you both desire more than anything else in the world, I have bestowed it on him. Oh, Sam. Darling. Oh, Father, you're the most wonderful man that ever lived. Well, that's debatable, but I'm sure no man ever loved his children more. Sam, I shall be proud to have you as a son-in-law. Thank you, sir. Well, now, let's cross the hall and tell the rest of the family. Oh, oh, sorry, I was just... Passing. Elizabeth, were you listening at the door? We all were, Father. Congratulations, Maria, Sam. I know you're going to be very happy. Congratulations. Well, now, I, I think we must all toast to Maria and Sam, who will be the first couple in history to be married in the White House. That will be something for us all to remember the rest of our lives. Yes, my dear, that will be something for us all to remember the rest of our lives. And I can only hope for our children that they find in each other the great happiness that you and I have found together. Well, you've probably figured out by now who the president was when all that happened. It really did happen, you know, and you'll have the answer in just a moment. Many millions of people in Europe know hunger only too well. 
knew it during the war and know it still. Now, one of the best ways we can help the people in Europe combat hunger is by sending food parcels through CARE. CARE sends food and clothing packages which provide more per dollar than individuals can supply any other way. Uh, for instance, one food package costing $10 contains 24 and a half pounds of food. CARE guarantees delivery of this food package to any individual or group in 11 countries in Europe and in Israel and Japan. So if you want to send a food package overseas, just mail $10 to CARE. Give your name and address and the name and address of the person the package is going to. And now, back to Edward Arnold. Well, well, congratulations, my dear. I hope you'll be very happy. Marie, I'm sure that you're the most beautiful bride that any one of us has ever seen. Except, of course, Eliza. Well, how about the bridegroom? Isn't he beautiful? No, Marie, he's wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, sir. Oh, Sam, just think. One day we can say to our children, your father and I were married in the White House when your grandfather was President of the United States. President James Monroe. Be with us again next week, won't you, for another interesting story that happened in Washington a few years ago to Mr. President. Until then, goodbye. This program is produced and directed by Joe Graham. Edward Arnold can currently be seen in the MGM picture, Annie, Get Your Gun. Heard in today's cast were Rosemary Rice, Anne Seymour, Marion Shockley, and Les Tremaine. Your narrator was Eric Dressler. Mr. President was created by Robert G. Jennings. Today's story was based on incidents in the life of President James Monroe. <laughs> sure to listen again next week when the American Broadcasting Company and its affiliated stations bring you Edward Arnold with another interesting and factual story of Mr. President. Mr. President came to you transcribed. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.